Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thank you, and thank you, listeners, for for joining me. Uh, Once again, today, we we have... uh, Talked with a, a wide variety of guests, as we do usually on Exit Coach Radio. You can find us on uh, any place that you get a podcast, whether it's iTunes or Stitcher or Google Podcast. Uh, look us up, subscribe, and listen to a new interview every every day. Actually, we put up a new twenty minute interview every day. Today, we're going to be talking with Angela Sloan of Sloan Financial, a uh, Sloan Financial Group, I should say, and uh, she's out of Clover, South Carolina. And today, we're going to be talking about a subject. Uh, that is on a lot of business owners' minds because they're dealing with this with their children and sometimes their grandchildren. And it happens to be the uh, the aftermath of uh, uh, securing financial futures, student loans, and debt. The aftermath of student loans. Um, so, uh, Angela, thanks so much for joining me. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. It's my pleasure. Uh, this is a topic that we don't talk about a lot, but it affects so many people, so many more than the statistics that are coming out. I'm sure you'll help, help us with that. Or horrible, because uh, the cost of education has gone up so much, but the question is, uh, are the jobs there? It doesn't matter if you have a lot of student debt. You've got, you've got some, uh, some work to do to take care of that. So tell us a little bit about you and your background and uh, all about Sloan Financial Group. Well, Sloan Financial Group was founded about 35 years ago out of necessity, like a lot of businesses, um, where I got cheated out of my life savings of a whopping $14,440 at the ripe old age of 22, and it put a bee in my bonnet. I set out to save the world, never intended it to be a business, never intended to ever make a dime at doing it. I was just spreading the word of what happened to me so other people wouldn't let it happen to them. And it, this just mushroomed. It took off whether I wanted it to or not. So here I sit 35 years later, and, you know, I have a base of about 4,000 clients. And this topic of student debt came to light because of my clients' grandchildren being in so much debt. And, you know, you, they pay you a compliment when they send you their children. But when they send you their grandchildren, you know you've arrived. <laughs> so we are three generations deep into into some families and I'm starting to see more and more of this. That's it's it's not good. It's a it's a ugly situation. Um we're not getting much relief. As a matter of fact some ta- some laws have, are just either changing or being proposed to change to make it even more difficult from our wonderful government. So what is the state of student debt today? Well, we have well over 16 trillion dollars in student debt. And a oh lot my. of it Will not they, these kids cannot repay it? And the ones that I've seen lately, 
there, there's no way they can. Um, one young married couple did. She, they said, you know, we we thought we were getting good advice. We went to people older and wiser than us, and we were told at our university, don't worry about the debt, just get the degree. Don't worry about the debt, just get the degree. And we did what we were told. And here we sit with all of the student debt. They had over $200,000 in student debt. They graduate school, they get their jobs. So they go buy a house, needless to say. They bought more house than they could afford. And next thing you know, they're pregnant with twins. Their Mm -hmm. debt, they were to start to pay their debt in August. And there is no money to pay that debt. None. So that that will be in default. And I've seen numerous ones. I've seen them so old that they won't live long enough to pay the debt. So it's not a good situation any way you go. So let, let's go back to the to the root of the cause of all this. What what's caused us to be sixteen trillion dollars in student debt? And first of all, do you have a number? What was it? Uh, what was that number ten years ago? For example, do you have that that number available? You know, I don't. But it was almost. Gosh, it wasn't even. It it didn't even scratch the surface of a trillion dollar number. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so this is a this it. is a recent and and anybody that knows and I have a a thirty year old son and an eighteen year old son. Anybody that has sent children to college over those those periods of time, um, including uh, today, has seen the costs. We used to do college projections long ago. I got into this business thirty five years ago. We got we did college projections and said it should be about five thousand dollars a year to send your kid to a university. Well, good luck with that number, right? Mhm. Oh yeah, I'm seeing these kids. That number left the station a college. long time ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm okay. So I derailed you. I'm sorry about that. So, what caused all this? Well, it was a combination. One was ignorance on the parents' part, because they too were listening to this advice: don't worry about the debt, just get the degree. And you, it, it was bad advice from the guidance counselors in the high schools. Again, just got to get that degree. And then they get to the colleges and the universities who have an interest at stake. It's in their favor for them not to worry about mm-hmm. the debt, just get the degree. So it it, it goes, it's more than just one at fault. And I'll, I'll tell you my situation, there was no money for me to go to college. I grew up on the longest dirt road in the state of South Carolina, my claim to fame. And I remember coming home. The, the student loans were just coming on the scene, and I came home because the guidance counselor at my high school had told me about this thing called the student loan, and she had it all figured out how I could go to college. And I couldn't wait to get home to tell my dad. My dad was sitting at the kitchen table, and I started telling him about the student loans. He didn't say a word until I finished. And he looked at me, and he said, you mean to tell me that somebody down at that school told you to go borrow a bunch of money and you don't have a job to pay it back? And I said, yeah, you pay it back. And he interrupted me. He goes, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Uh-uh. You are not going in debt when you don't have a job to pay the money back. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard of in my life, and you're not doing it. He said, I'm going to tell you how you're going to do this. He said, you're going to get your, you know what, out that door, and you're going to find a job. And if you can't find a job, you're going to make a job. And when you've done that, you can afford to go to school. He made me mad enough to spit. Mm-hmm. I thought he was the craziest old thing, but he was 100% right. I never had the student debt. 
I, I didn't go to college, but look at where I am now compared to a lot of your college graduates. You know, I'm so thankful that my dad had enough fortitude to stand up and say, no, you're not. And, right. and I think, you know, that's where the parents today need to say, look, we need to look at other methods here. Well, in Angela, it's different different times. I mean, we're looking at what forty, fifty thousand dollars a year for some of the private colleges, uh, even higher than that in some cases. And even the state colleges where I live in California are twenty thousand a year. So, it's or or more. So it's it's uh, it's not just uh, you know no one's going to go out these days. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say? I mean, I can't imagine my eighteen year old, and he has a job. But I can't imagine him servicing twenty to forty thousand dollars a year of debt, you know, that that he takes on. It just seems like the the cost of education has far outpaced the wages available in the economy for young people. Wouldn't you agree with that? Exactly. And I did. I sat down with a young girl that I've known. I've known this young girl since she was in grade school. Again, came from a very poor background, and it was just get the degree, get the degree. So she gets a degree in counseling. She goes to work at an orphanage. She has about one hundred and twenty, twenty-five thousand in debt, and she gets a job making thirty-five thousand a year. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah. That's and she the reality. And says, "What am I going to do? I can't, you know, I, I can't, I can't pay my rent and pay this debt." You know, I had one of my very own cousins, first cousin, graduated law school. So you can imagine that. She graduated law school. And then went to work for the for a solicitor's office and the prosecutor's office. She started out making about thirty thirty five thousand a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now she's worked in the private sector of criminal law, and guess what? Criminals can't really afford lawyers. <laughs> they're usually <laughs> depending a on, on a public defender. Yeah, they're usually depending on a public defender. So. She did right. get hers paid off, but look at the position that she was in. She she didn't start having children until she was, you know, forty two. I think when she had her first child, she couldn't what afford the, it. What are some of the terms that are on a typical student loan that are out there? What are the interest rates and the payment terms that that you oh, would typically goodness. see? Well, I sat down with one couple. This is when I realized that there were predatory loans out there, and this, I think this is the first thing that the government needs to tackle. Um, this couple, he's a, he's a minister, and he wanted to get a degree in, in counseling. He is in his 60s, ready to retire, really. His wife wanted a nursing degree, so she gets her nursing degree. The two of them have, both of them have student debt, and they had student debt for their daughter. So the debt is probably about 150000 total. About two years after, after the wife got her nursing degree, she hurt her back and went on Social Security disability, still has the debt. Let's face it, a minister at a small-town church doesn't make a lot of money, and usually if they're doing counseling, they're doing it for free or very little in pay. So he has faithfully been paying on this debt. He's been doing it by automatic bank draft, and there were there were more than a dozen different loans. And I started analyzing each loan. There were a couple of them 
he has not missed a payment, and he is no better off today than he was 10 years ago. He's been paying on 10 years and still has not touched the principal. You really have yeah. to be careful when you're when you're doing that. You know, I've seen the I've seen the interest rates as you know four percent. I've seen them as high as twelve or thirteen. So they're all uh-huh. over the place. And the predatory yeah. lending is one that just really got my goat. It's like he has paid that debt back. He has. When I did the math, yeah. he has he has paid that debt back. But he's and he's not even touched the principal. But yet he's paid in enough that that debt should be gone. And that sickens me. Now, he's in his 60s. His wife's on Social Security disability. Is that debt really going to ever be paid? Mm. And what happens when they default? Here's here's the sad part. It can't be discharged in bankruptcy. So even filing bankruptcy doesn't get you out of it. There is no recourse. So they're either going to have their wages garnished. They're going to have stuff that they own, um, put liens on it. They're never going to get away from this debt because, like I said, even bankruptcy, it's not discharged in bankruptcy. So unless the government does do something, if they don't step in and if they do nothing but try to cut the interest rates and take care of some of this predatory lending so so that these people can pay the debt back, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I see a lot of gouging going on. And it needs to it needs to be stopped. Yeah, from all from all sides, like you said. I mean, the the schools aren't going to tell you not to go to school. That's their business. The lenders aren't going to tell you not to take a loan. That's their business. Uh, the problem is that the the financial realities down the road um, don't always um, pencil out. But but then you have, you're stuck, like you said, for the rest of your life in some cases on these things. That's just not right. So you have some pretty good tips and uh, or ideas or precautions for our listeners because you know a lot of our listeners are baby boomers and they they have either children that are get maybe getting ready for school or prob- or most likely they have grandchildren they'd like to pass on some words of wisdom to the to to their uh, grandkids and their and their uh, children who are the parents of those grandkids. So. What can you tell our listeners? Well, first of all, if anybody ever says, don't worry about the money, just get the degree, run. I've heard that more than once. That right, That's your red flag. Now, they're not worried about the money. It's not their future that's being sold up a creek. Number two, if you do decide to take student loans, make sure that it's not predatory. Make sure that it's it's the type interest that you will be able to get this paid off. Um, and then, too, if you decide that you're going to get a degree, do some math. Figure up, you know, how mu- the job that you're going for, how much is it going to pay compared to how much debt you're going to have to take on to get that job. Is it worth it? So right. you need well, to make what's a sure. Good, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. you got to make sure that you're going to be able to earn the paycheck to pay that, to pay that debt back understanding you're going to graduate college with the price of a house hanging over your head. There's nothing wrong with trade schools. Trade schools is not a bad thing. All three of my kids went to trade schools. My daughter Mm -hmm. runs our business. One of my sons works for a local utility. All all my kids, they make in six-digit figures. They make Mm -hmm. more than a lot of the college degrees do. And when I have somebody ask me, oh, don't you have a degree? I'm like, yeah, I pay seven of them every payday. 
Mm-hmm. I'm paying those degrees. Mm-hmm. So you can have the degree, so to speak, in a different kind of way. There's nothing wrong with, with trade schools. There's a shortage of that type stuff. And, you know, those right. jobs pay. Right. You're, you're absolutely right. You're and absolutely right. I talked to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. apply for your scholarships. Ask your parents. Ask your grandparents before going into debt. Pull out all the stops before you decide to take out that student loan. And for crying out loud, don't, don't live. I see kids taking out their student loans to live. Or they'll, here's the other thing I've seen. They'll take out those loans, and you don't have to pay them back as long as you're in school. So they're not finding a job, so they'll say, well, I'll just get my master's degree. They take on more debt just so they don't have to pay back the other debt. And then they still can't get, get the job they want, so then they stay in school. They get the Ph.D. Next thing you know, they don't have any job experience, so they're entry level with a master's degree or a Ph.D., and they're overqualified. I've seen that. I've seen them take out student loans to, to pay their dorm rent. For crying out loud, it, it, you, can, you should at least be able to do a part-time job to, to pay your basic living expense. Don't take out loans for your basic living expense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you're really you're really uh, uh, starting a, a bad chain of, of financial destruction when you do that. You know, I guess uh, one question I would have is, um, when someone does take out loans and then they they get a job and they're looking into the future, uh, what's the percentage? Like they say, you know, when you take out a mortgage, it should be no more than somewhere around forty percent of your of your wages. Um, is, is there such a uh, uh, percentage uh, that's commonly used for student debt? I don't think I would go over twenty. Yeah, you know, there's okay. there's things coming on the scene too. The government's trying to um, to give some employers some incentive for helping you pay off your debt. You know, giving them tax breaks for for the amount that they pay towards your debt. You know, I've got one young lady. She's a physician's assistant, and she went to work in a small town, a very um, impoverished-type area, and this town is paying her student debt, but she has to give them 10 years of her life. She's not real happy there, but at least she's getting help paying the debt. Um, she could get a much better job if she moved to a bigger city like Charlotte or Raleigh. I think she'd be much happier in Charlotte or Raleigh than where she is, but she's making that sacrifice to get this debt paid. So, you know, is it worth it to you to make that type of sacrifice if it came down to it? So there's, you know, there's some things coming on the scene as far as some tax incentives for employers, that kind of thing. You know, keep your, keep your ear to the railroad track for any of those type deals that might be out there. And as you're looking for a job, you might look in those sectors, you know, kind of narrow it down by the employers who, who are willing to put some towards your student debt. That's great advice. Um, very, you know, it's it's alarming, and I'm really happy that you came on to help our listeners understand the the, uh, the this crisis that's really happening uh, for our young people. And hopefully, um, if they um, if they're mindful of it, they can get in touch with someone um, and and learn about this and learn about what their potential uh, alternatives and solutions might be. And if you're going to do that, why not get in touch with Angela Sloan of Sloan Financial? Angela, what's the best way for our listeners to reach out to you and learn more about you and maybe um, have a conversation? Oh, well, you could give us a call. It's 
222-2892. And of course, there's always our website, which is www.sloanfinancial.net. And again, that's .net. So you can visit our website. You can find out our contact information there, nosy around, and learn a little bit about us. Well, I I really appreciate you coming on and discussing that. I'll give the listeners that phone number one more time. It's 803-222-2892 or go to Sloan, S-L-O-A-N, financial.net. Learn more about this. Be educated. Help your children or grandchildren or yourself, if you're a young person listening to this, help yourself avoid a potential crisis situation that so many people are are, uh, having difficulty with these days. Uh, And Angela, thank you so much. You explained it so beautifully and so clearly, and I really appreciate that. Our listeners like that, and I hope that uh, we'll get a chance to talk and uh, get an update on this situation at some time in the future next time we speak. Oh, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 